Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, hour number two. Danny Sprinkle, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team, joining us here in just a couple of minutes. Well, moments, maybe better said. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, listen to that at your leisure. We appreciate it very much. It's brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. And, of course, while you're there, why not listen to Chris Greats while you're at it? Have a little bit of fun that way as well. If you would like to listen live, you can do that online 1029espn.com you go ahead and you check out the stream the stream is available all the time including uh you know from four to six mountain that's part of all the time with uh this show and you can check it out thanks to opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity on the stream anytime uh if you would like to call 361-3688 is the phone number all guests join us via the Rangers brothers rv phone line including our guest right now, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team, Danny Sprinkle. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. It is uh, an interesting day here after the first game of the NBA Finals, which went one way early and then went the entire other way late. And also, you got a basketball team you're coaching. It's sort of happening. How are you feeling right now about the world of basketball on the 1st of October 2020? Fellas, great to hear from you guys. Always a pleasure to be on with you. I miss being on with you guys, first and foremost. We, Second of all, we are thrilled super to excited have excited about basketball. Yeah, no, super excited about basketball. Obviously, the November 25th start date. Uh, I mean, I think everybody's waiting for it. 
Uh, you know, obviously with football being pushed to the spring, you know, now it's the it's the first sport coming, men's and women's basketball. And we're excited. We've been able to work out here a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of getting the guys back in shape and, and trying to do some things. And it's amazing that, I mean, we only got about, what, probably seven weeks before November 25th. Uh, and not only November 25th, I mean, our guys are done with first semester in right. seven weeks. And I think Montana is also. And so it's, it's kind of crazy how fast the last, you know, couple of weeks have flown by with school starting up, but no, man, we can't, we couldn't be more excited about the start date. You know, uh, coach, we had Kent Haslam, the athletic director at Montana on yesterday and talked to him about that November 25th start date, but also particularly with the PAC 12, at least initially saying they weren't playing any non-conference games and that left some gaps in some schedules, especially some paid games for a lot of teams and just teams in general trying to figure out i know that coaches and basketball are really kind of the primary movers when you talk about scheduling but he described it as chaos right now trying to figure out well what are the games that are even going to be played for you and your team november 25th is the day you can play will you and against whom i mean chaos is really an understatement i mean right now it is it's like seriously like it's it's not like our whole schedule is changing and you know, like you said, the, some of the guarantee games that we were going to play the money games, you know, even if it was somebody that we have a contract for to play for $80,000, they're trying to cut it in half and only pay 40000 Right. you know? And so you, you got to pay to travel and stay in the hotels and feed the guys. And, you know, by the time you get back to Bozeman or Missoula, you're, you really only made 10, 12,000 and you went and played at Gonzaga or at UCLA, whoever. Can you buy and, uh, points? Can you say, hey, you can cut the pay then in half, but we're starting <laughs> off up 15. Do something like that. I'll tell you what, I, I, that's, a, that's a great idea. Hey, that's, that's what I'm here for, idea. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure Vegas would probably go for it. I don't <laughs> like I'm sure there's no old bar in Vegas, so I might have to call TJ Otzelberger and see what he can do about that. <laughs> right. Well. No. No doubt. Well, Spriggs, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, man. The, uh, you bet. The, I think sometimes it gets lost that in, in college basketball, particularly men's college basketball, so much of the scheduling comes down to the coaches and, and who knows who, who, who can get what done. But it's a tough yep. situation for teams in Montana, too, because it's expensive to travel in and out of Montana. It's tough to get teams to come to Montana. And a lot of times, yep. you know, teams don't want necessarily Montana to come play them either, you know, Montana or Montana State teams to come play them. And so it's an interesting deal. But then you yep. throw a pandemic on top of it, and it's, I'm sure it's a nightmare. But from a scheduling perspective, what is the most challenging part? Because it seems as if that's the number one storyline in men's college basketball right now. Well, it is. I mean, obviously they limited us to 25 games, um, obviously and with the start date starting later. And so if – if the big sky, like usually we played 20 league games, um, you know, we're still kind of in flux right now between either trying to stay at 20 or, or going to 16. Now, if we stay at 20, all we have to do is schedule five non-league games and so, or non-conference games. And so, you know, all of us, we have to play a couple of money games just to, you know, support our budget for our league travel because our, our league, you know, we're so spread out. It costs a lot of money to play in the big sky. You know, when you're traveling to, Phoenix and driving up to Flagstaff, you're going to Sac State, you're going to Portland State, you know, Southern Utah, like those are expensive trips. And so that's where those money games, you know, come in, you know, to supplement our budget. And, you know, hopefully we, you know, we can get to 20 games in league and, uh, and that way we only have to schedule five non-conference games. 
because right now it's it's brutal and you don't know if you know you don't know if Montana you don't know if we're going to have fans before January first and and so you know I mean there, there's so many things up in the air right now that probably won't be decided for probably the next two to three weeks to be honest with you. Love it or hate and it. a lot of it depends on what other leagues are going to do. Like, what's the Pac-12 going to do? Are they going to add more conference games? Are they right. going to? Are they only going to pay money games to teams that can bust to them because of COVID testing? And so it's it's dicey. The stark reality is in college athletics, revenue is, is a requirement. It's a necessity. You got to produce revenue somehow, some way. So have you guys explored ways maybe you can replace lost revenue that might not be happening because the money games might not be in the works this year? Uh, not not really. I mean, obviously, we have to be very careful with our budget. Um, you know, I mean, there might be some extra games where, you know, we bust to in, instead of flying. We, you know, I think the league will probably try to play afternoon games maybe on a Saturday, and that way – you know, even if we're at Portland State, we fly home that night, or vice versa. Portland State's here; they can get home, so it saves a it saves a night of hotel, and it saves a basically a full day of per diem. And so, it, it's kind of a way to you know cut budget a little bit. Um, you know, other than that, you know, it's just it's just one of those years. Everybody, you just got to get through it. You have to get through it. And maybe try to make you know play extra guarantee games next year to make money to supplement for this year, uh, but. You know, everything is getting cut back from occasional meals to the gear that we can provide guys to, you know, I mean, pretty much everything. You know, the budget's been pretty cut. Danny Sprinkle joining us, the head coach of the Montana State men's basketball team heading into year two uh, as the head coach there at MSU. And, uh, Coach, I've been following along on, on Twitter, on the social medias. I'm loving this real-life Tuesday that you're doing over there. And I want to hear yeah. more about this, teaching guys how to change, you know, spare tires, how to tie a tie. Where did that come from, and what's that all about? You know what? It, it's awesome. It was just, you know, I was just trying to think of some ways to to keep the guys engaged at this time. You know, I mean, you know, they have so much pent up energy and anxiety and before they even knew we were playing. And so it was just kind of a way to, you know, just to give them something fun and something to compete at, you know, like we broke them into teams when they did the tire changing, you know, and Hey, who could get it off and put it back on fastest, uh, you know, tying a tie. We made that into a competition. Um, you know, obviously we did a financial literacy piece the other day with a former football player from here, you know, just trying to expose these guys to different things, um, and try to make it fun. You know, and try to make it fun. Uh, we still got a bunch of other different ones we got planned. Um, you know, I can't really say what it is because they're probably listening to right now, <laughs> so they'll know what it is. We like to surprise them with it. But I can tell you one, you know, like, you know, charging a battery on a car, you know, because that that's going to happen multiple times in your lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm i going to be about 50 yards away when a couple of these guys are doing it because I know there's going to be some sparks <laughs> flying. But... It'll be it'll be uh it'll it'll be fun to watch, but it's it, it's been fun, and uh, I mean I've gotten so much, you know, so many people like reach out saying it's such a great thing for these kids, and and uh, I know they enjoy it too. Well, I need some help on that tie thing. If I'm going to church Sunday, I got to start now because I mean I got it, it is it's a disaster trying to get that thing See, on. So I had one of the great hustles I ever had in my life. My senior year of high school, I was captain of the basketball team. I did. I decided we were going to wear ties every road game. That already made me not oh, wow. liked by my teammates. Yeah. But no one on the team knew how to tie a tie. 
So I would say, you give me a dollar, I'll tie your tie. So that I had enough money for lunch and or dinner every single road trip while also just having to tie the ties. Man, a very interesting little lesson yeah. in economics we're getting here right. where the guy making the rules also gets the money. That's almost like government, isn't it? Wow, what a thing. Exactly. Danny Sprinkle joining us. That, yeah, that's some pretty good stuff. <laughs> you know, this is this is why it's hard to be me, Coach. You know what I mean? I sit here, and this guy tells me <laughs> yeah. I got to do things, and then I got to pay him to do the things I got to do, and now I'm like, well, how does this work? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, he, he's always kind of got an agenda, so you got to be careful. That's right. You know, whatever, whatever he's saying, you got to figure there's something. He's trying to take some money out of your pocket somehow. <laughs> Not only the real-life lessons, though, but this is so cool, too, because I'm sure you, you're seeing – some of the the chemistry of your team being built off the court, and that's such an yes. important part of you know building these friendships, building these relationships. So on that note, you have a lot of newcomers this year. I know there's going to be uh, you know number one question: how you replace a peerless leader like Harold Frey? But other than that, what have you liked about the chemistry and the coalescence of your team? Does it seem like they're coming together pretty well from that element? They do. We we have a, and I know every coach kind of says it. We, we really do. We have. We have high character guys. They're fun to be around. I don't have to chase them to class. You know, they, they're they're doing the right thing. You know, knock on wood. But they're they're just fun to be around. They come they come by the office every day. They're smiling, even if we have a tough practice and I'm jumping them. Like they they'll be texting me that night about how great LeBron is or whatever they text you about. But you know, they're they it's an awesome group to be around. Um, obviously, you don't you don't replace guys like Harold Frey. You know, those those are those are guys. I mean, you just pray you coach once in your lifetime. I mean, he's just that good of a kid, and that good of a player. But I do really think that you know a lot of our guys that we recruited in and and had coming back, and like Xavier Bishop, who's sitting out, he does a lot of things that Harold didn't do. And so, you know, it's going to be different. But I really think you know the guys that we have now, they can bring some other elements that we didn't have last year, also. Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us here on Two Tell Nuanas. And coach, I gotta ask you, you these NBA finals. Now, I love basketball, but I don't know basketball the way that people who are basketball people know basketball. But the people that I trust that do know love the Miami Heat with an undying basketball love that I haven't seen much, you know, as much reverence for an NBA team like I've seen out of some (laughs) of these folks about the Miami Heat in a long time. And then last night, and again, injury riddled and everything else, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis just have their absolute way. What did you see last night? Did you expect that? And what do you think about this series right now? Yeah, I'm kind of a Laker hater. And even though I was in L.A., so I'm probably a Laker hater just because I was in L.A. so long and it was everybody down there is just Laker, Laker, Laker. And so I kind of went against the grain just to be the oddball down there. But they're so talented, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, if those two play well, I don't, I don't think the Heat can win a game, to be honest. Um, they're just they're just the two best players on the floor, and defensively, they're two maybe the two best players on the floor. And so, just I think the talent difference. The Heat, I love watching them play. They're tough. They're physical. They do the right things. But at the end of the day, when you can just throw it to a guy who's, you know, I mean, I think they list Anthony Davis at six eleven, but he's probably seven foot seven one i mean he looks gigantic out there and those guys can just get their shot anytime and it's and it's easy for them and so i would love for the heat to win that way i could talk a lot of trash to our team because they're just on me about lebron and (laughs) but 
I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> right. But I'm warning them already. I already got it set up. I'm like, you know there's an asterisk on this. You know, this year there's an asterisk oh, on boy. this. So oh, it doesn't boy. really count. Plant the seed. <laughs> well, I mean, LeBron is going to be playing until – we're in our 50s or 60s at this point. So I think he's got maybe, you know, yeah. he, may, he might be about half-baked right now. He might have oh, about man. 10 years left. We'll see. So he might be able to stack some non-asterisk <laughs> rings after this. But, Coach, just from an evolution of basketball standpoint, we've seen, in all sports, the trends trickle downhill. But we've seen the prevalence of guard play, perimeter play, the three-point shot, all of those things added to basketball. And there's been a lot of good parts about that, a lot of bad parts about it as well. I think as you know, a college coach, I think he'd probably agree with me that you know, James Harden in the Houston Rockets style is probably not what you're going to want to do at the collegiate level. You don't want your guys to be shooting yeah. 45 or 53 pointers. But what I was so struck by last night is – there's this massive narrative across basketball that true post play and true size is not nearly as important as it used to be. And I think by and large that's true. But last night the Lakers dominated that game because they absolutely were just so much bigger than the Heat. I mean, you talk about LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma are as tall as Bam Adebayo, not to mention when you roll Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis out there. Now you got two seven-footers playing up front. What do you think of yeah. that element of it? It seems as if the Lakers are sort of returning, maybe not to the – throw it in the post and watch the big guy go to work, but they're winning with size, particularly in that game one last night. They are, and I still think at the end of the day, you win 10 feet and in, and not only scoring 10 feet and in, but also rebounding. You have to dominate the rebounds, you know, to have a chance to win, and that's, you know, that's why the Rockets, they're always great in the, in the regular season, and then all of a sudden they run into a the Lakers or, or somebody that just pounds them inside and they lose. And uh, I think the college game is a little different. Like, it, it, it does trickle down. You know, a lot of the spread-type concept and, and shooting threes and not mid-range, getting to the rim, all that. But I also think college is different in the fact that we can play zone defenses. We can really shrink the floor where they get called for illegal defense. You know, we can mm-hmm. put all five guys on one half of the floor if we want to. And, uh, you know, so – a lot of the plays and a lot of the actions you see in the NBA and you're like, man, how did it get that wide opener? Like that just looks so easy. It's because the defensive rules in the NBA allow that because they just want to score as many points. The, the rules are made now for the offensive player. And so, you know, it's really hard to defend a player like LeBron or Anthony Davis when you can't really shrink the floor and make them see multiple bodies. You just have to play them one-on-one and you really don't have a chance. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on here, uh, breaking down some NBA, telling us about uh, Real Life Tuesdays, and also we wish you the absolute best in whatever is this whirlwind of trying to schedule the front end of your season and, and all the rest. But we're happy <laughs> there is a season coming. Excited about that, and, uh, and and can't wait to see you and your team go for it, all right? No, I appreciate you guys, man. Let's uh, let's do it again soon, and, and uh, whenever you guys come over to Bozeman, man, let me know. You got it. We'll make it happen. Danny Sprinkle, appreciate you. Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the uh, Montana State Bobcats men's basketball team, joining us uh, once again here on Tutel Nuanas. Awesome to talk to Coach Sprinkle. Always uh, such a a, you know gregarious, personable guy, and uh, and especially now, I mean, he's just trying to find things to get his guys into. You know, even though his plate is actually full in a lot of ways, but it's not full of the same things it would have been full with before, right? I think that we have an opportunity here in, in the college sporting avenue for teams to be even closer than they normally are because with the way that all of this works where 
responsible people right now in the world are choosing to basically just be around the people that they're required to be around or that they're most often around. So, I mean, like you and I Mm -hmm. have spent a lot of time together because we've been spending a lot of time together, Mm -hmm. but you have your family and we kind of have our own little, everybody has their own little pods of who we've already been around. So we're going to be cool with them and maybe not going out in public as much and all that sort of stuff. But college teams, they have to be around each other so much. So now I think that they're going to be just around each other to be around people when they're not doing their team activities. I think that that caters to then becoming a lot more tight knit. And I think it could have a huge influence, especially in basketball where team chemistry is so important. I think it's a huge advantage for a guy like coach Sprinkle and his team. Cause they have so many new faces on mm. the team. These guys are having to get, get to know each other on a real deal level. It's not just like, Oh, I'm leave practice. I'm going to go, hang out with my roommate and play video games or whatever. Like now you're probably, if you are eating with anybody, you're eating with your team. If you are hanging out with anybody outside of school and, and practice, you are hanging out with your teammates. That's probably it. Yeah. And so I think it has a chance to, to really cultivate chemistry from a basketball standpoint though, too. You have to think this. I think that I used to talk with Brian fish, former Montana state coach about this a lot. He used to say, man, when I got guys that are like raw talents that don't really know the game of basketball that well quite yet, but they have amazing athleticism. I always tell them, go watch the NBA, but I always have to tell them, here's the teams you can and can't watch. (laughs) If I'm an NBA coach, though, I think right now, we talked about this yesterday, the dynamic of the two teams in the finals, these are very, they're well-coached teams. They play hard. They play well together. They seem to have a great hierarchy in terms of their chemistry, and I think they have role definition as well. And I think that that, is appealing. If you're Coach Sprinkle, I think you are encouraging your guys to watch this because I think that it, this is really good basketball that's translatable to the college level. Stu Telling Wanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. Again, our thanks to Coach Sprinkle for joining us uh, here this afternoon. We'll uh, keep catching up with, uh, well, everybody that we can, right? Everybody that we can uh, here on the show. Quick break on the other side. We will get to the NFL picks against the spread. Thursday nighter, Broncos, Jets. Give me all of that you got. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Make It Rainy podcast. You know which one of the two of us you should be listening to in this particular segment. Good to be with you on this fine Thursday afternoon at Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. Go check it out. I waste no time because I got to get out of here and watch Denver New York Jets tonight. Yikes. I am pumped up about this game. Here's what I can't figure. The Broncos were two and a half point favorites and the that when this line opened and the Jets are now a one and a half point favorite, uh, that is, uh, 
That's hard to imagine, the Jets being favored in a football game at any time, at any place in the year 2020. Uh, I understand that the Broncos are on to their third-string quarterback in Brett Rippon, who has yet to start an NFL football game. This will be his first. If ever you wanted an on-ramp into NFL football at the quarterback position, the New York Jets would be the team you would want to play against, and he has that luxury today. I understand the Broncos are banged up. They've lost some players. I understand that the New York Jets have perhaps one player, Sam Darnold, who is going to get a free pass for a long time, it seems to me, in the league, just in virtue of not, of just, just everybody assumes, not, n- n- nobody, nobody, not Elway, not Bart Starr, not anybody would come in there and be successful with this football team right now. You just go, okay, I'm amazed that the Jets are favorite favored in this game. I'm on the Broncos. I don't care who's playing. I'm not picking the Jets. You know what the ultimate reason is? It's not about like who's better, who's worse, whatever, whatever. I don't think the Jets care. I don't think they want to be there. I don't think they want to play football. I think the Broncos still want to play some football. It's very rare that we see it in the NFL because it is such a cutthroat league and to make it in the NFL, you have to be such a savage and you literally can't get through an NFL series, let alone quarter, let alone game, without an inspired effort, no matter what. But we've only seen this a couple times where, to me, watching the Jets, it is very clear that they are bordering on completely quitting on their head coach. I honestly wonder, when you look at their roster personnel-wise, they're not great. But they're not, they shouldn't be as, they shouldn't be the absolute bottom of the NFL barrel right now they've drafted a couple really good players defensively namely Quinton Williams from Alabama who was one of the top prospects interior defensive line prospects to come out of college in the last handful of years I mean he's an unbelievably talented guy playing him next to Steve McClendon I mean they have they have a couple guys they're just not playing with any sort of continuity any sort of inspired effort and to me I think that if Adam Gase got fired that turns the over-under for the Jets' wins this season from like one and a half to like four and a half, which is a significant upgrade. The over-under for Jets' wins is zero. I know. Right now. Not one and a half. I know. Zero. I know. And I just think that if you brought And I'm in, taking the under. If you brought in anybody, though, I think that they could steal two or three wins. Sam Darnold could get hot. And if, if the Jets lose this game, and particularly if they, if they lose it, in an uninspired way, which if you're going to lose to the Broncos right now, given the state of Denver and their injury situation, it yeah. would have to be uninspired to lose yeah. to Denver. I mean, uh, Brett, this would be this would be Adam Gase's last game that he's coaching. I mean, I would love to see the statistic. I, I would love to see the. I, I know the NFL probably has this in a database somewhere. I would love to see the statistic of the guy who's starting in an NFL game who spent half of his career not on scholarship as a quarterback. Yeah. Brett Rippon didn't earn us. I mean, he became a great player, boy. Say, but he was originally a walk on there. Um, that that's a very rare situation to, to then be an NFL starter as a rookie. Some you know less than a less than a handful of years later. I would also like to say this: the the uninspired or not caring, like you said, if you're going to walk onto an NFL football field, you you better be ready to go. Okay. The way you don't care as an NFL football player is the six days between game day. Yes. It is the night before. What are you doing? You're hanging out. You're doing your exactly. thing because you know that you're not good and your team's not going anywhere, so you're just going to enjoy yourself. And, yeah, you're going to go out and you're going to play hard and you're going to do your thing, but it, you're never going to 
ascent, you know, you're never going to get to an, a level you would have gotten to right. if you would have put in the work and the time and the attempt to get better. Right. And if, if Adam Gase can't inspire that during the week, he certainly is not going to get a product then on, on game day that is going to be, you know, much to look at. And so far that's been the case. Oh, I mean, that's where the resentment brews, right? I mean, this is this is the first situation we've seen like this since Hugh Jackson with the, with the Browns. Yeah. And the Browns, I don't know why, but they refused to believe the atrocity of what was on the field. They wouldn't fire Hugh Jackson. He went, what, I think he went like three and whatever the amount of losses you get. Like, I mean, they were... They were a zero-win team, a one-win team, and a two-win team. That's um, unbelievable to not get fired yeah. for that. I just think that the Jets, because the New York media is so vicious, and because the Jets, while not like an incredibly storied franchise, they're sh- they are and should be a lot better than what they are right now. No doubt. And th- I think that will eat Adam Gase alive, especially if they lose to the shorthanded Broncos team. All right, let's blaze through the, these now on Sunday. So you got the Broncos. I got the Broncos. The Arizona Cardinals are uh, at Carolina. This opened as a five-point favorite for the Cards. They are now down to a three-point favorite, so the number moving in favor of uh, Carolina. But I think this is a, a bounce-back game for Arizona. They lost to Detroit. I still haven't gotten to watch Arizona play Hmm. Uh, and so I, I've seen highlights, of course, and see, but it, it's different than actually sitting down and watching a game. Uh, but I also haven't seen Carolina, so I, I'm I'm interested in this game to see what it looks like. Carolina is clearly playing better than uh, what I probably thought they would play. Yeah, they are still missing Christian McCaffrey, and that is not a replaceable piece. Yeah, and I think Arizona is just they're a good team, and and this is an opportunity for them to bounce back, get to three and one, and especially in the NFC West, man, you got to you got to win games outside of your division because you got to keep pace with everybody in it, everybody. And so uh, I think the Cardinals win this game. I like the Cardinals to cover the three points. Well, I, I, missing your best player is going to hurt you no matter what. But I thought that Mike Davis did a more than adequate job filling in last yep. week. He was really good. They're pretty good on the offensive line. They're pretty good defensively. Shaq Thompson is a great player uh, at the outside linebacker spot for Carolina. But here's the dirty little secret of the Carolina Panthers. When healthy and confident, Teddy Bridgewater is better than a lot of guys to get a lot more headlines than he does. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's a top 10 quarterback, but he's a lot better than a lot of guys. I should say a lot better. I would take him over a lot of guys that get paid a lot more money and get a lot more uh, shine than he does. I mean, I'd take him over Kirk Cousins eight days a week. We know. We know that. But, I mean, like to me, Teddy Bridgewater, Dak Prescott's a real argument at this exact moment in time. I, I think that there's several guys where, especially for the price tag, Teddy Bridgewater's pretty darn good. All that said, though, I think the number's moving because of the uncertainty around the Panthers. I don't mean the uncertainty, the unknown with the Panthers. Yeah. People don't really, they haven't deciphered what they're doing under a new coaching staff. And I also think that people are a little bit gun-shy on the Cardinals after Kyler Murray showed what the worst version of his was. I, I think last week was Kyler Murray's worst game as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, three picks. Three picks against a bad team, against the Lions. Yeah. That, that said, though, I think the Cardinals are going to bounce back. So I, I got the Cardinals. Well, speaking of bouncing back, the Baltimore Ravens have some bouncing back to do, and the book thinks that they're going to. They are a 13-point favorite over This has even Washington. moved to 13 and a half. Okay. And I don't know if I've, I've – I can't remember a true two-full touchdown, two-extra-point spread 
since we've been doing this. I cannot remember a 14-point spread. 13.5 is the biggest number I remember. Uh, the Ravens are playing the Washington football team, and Washington is not the worst team in the league, obviously. We just talked about two of them up there. But, I I mean, I think they're they're not good, but I think that they're not just egregiously bad Washington. I think there's some professional pride there, and I think Ron is a good coach. I know Ron is a good coach. So I'm surprised that this number is this big. On the Make It Rainy podcast, I picked Washington because the number is so big to just try and keep it close. But today, uh, here for ours, I'm going to take Baltimore. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, a 35-21 game is not outside of the realm of possibility or even worse. I mean, it could just be Baltimore, you know, comes back with a vengeance and just blows out Washington, and that's entirely possible. But I think the Ravens uh, win this game, win it handily, and you know find themselves again against uh, you know an undermanned, an under-talented Washington team. I think that the reason the number is so big is because of the rash of injuries that the Redskins have incurred. Chase Young is out in this yeah, game. Chase, is he not? He's doubtful. You're doubtful. But okay. I think that I think it's out. I and mean, he hasn't practiced yet. I have yet to see the doubtful tag become a play. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. And he hasn't practiced yet this week. And they're they're not gonna risk anything oh, with no, him. No, no, no. I mean, he is absolutely their golden goose. He, he he's incredible. Have you watched him live yet? Many times. Well, but I mean, in the in the league. No. I mean, I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that Ohio State had Joey Bosa and then Nick Bosa and then him. I mean, those guys are like plug and play. They walk into the NFL and they're top five defensive ends. It's it, it, no, no, no. It would be crazy if Kentucky had sure, them. Sure. It's not crazy that Ohio State had them. Okay, next. Cal, oh, who but, you got? You no, got a Ravens oh, or what? I, I, well, I mean, speaking of the injuries, it's not just Chase Young. I mean, they, they got Reuben Foster on IR. They got Caleb Bradley out there. I mean, they have a whole bunch of guys. Who are you picking? I got the Ravens. Okay. Cowboys were five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Browns. They're now down to four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Browns. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is crazy. I'm not just doing this just to do this. I'm picking the Cleveland Browns. So am I. You, really? I don't think the Cowboys. The Cowboys are they're just deplorable on defense. I don't know the, how they are, but why. aren't the Browns just the Browns? Like they're just, I know they're two and one, but they're just they who did they beat? They beat Cincinnati barely, and then who who did they beat after that? I can't even remember who the Browns you know beat. Some awful football team that they you know, it might have been Washington. In fact, I think they beat the football team. They did. The Browns beat the football team. <laughs> Never so thought dumb. I'd say that statement. Uh, I'm still taking the Browns to cover the four and a half uh, and uh, and lose by three or maybe win outright. Who knows? Uh, this is the game of the week. I know we've already talked about this, so I know that you're with me on this. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are playing at Chicago. They were a two-point favorite. That's moved now to two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears. The Bears are undefeated. The Bears have made it. Have you ever heard of an undefeated team making a quarterback change? Um, but obviously they wouldn't have been undefeated if they didn't make an in-game quarterback change last week and go with Nick Foles. They will be improved on offense with Nick Foles, obviously, but they're still not very good. They've played bad teams and barely squeaked by. Then they played the Falcons who, you know, would lose to themselves and in fact have lost themselves two weeks in a row. Uh, Indianapolis is good. I think this is an easy cover by the Indianapolis Colts here. Totally agree. Okay. Bengals. How about the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2-1? Cincinnati Bengals being a three-point favorite over Jacksonville. I don't understand this one. Me neither. Okay. So there, there's more juice on the Jags even though they're dogs. That's what's crazy. 
Like bet, betting the favorite, betting Bengals minus three is going to make you less money than bet, or is going to make you more money, excuse me, than betting the Jags as the underdog. That's not how this works in gambling. I don't understand what you said. Usually, when you bet the underdog and the underdog wins, that is going to pay you more than if you bet the favorite and the favorite wins. But the the odds, the way that it's per hundred, I think it's minus one oh five for the the Bengals to win, and it's minus one fifteen for the Jags to win. Maybe it's the other way around. Regardless, you're getting paid more on the underdog. I've never seen that before. Well, I'm new to this, but I've never seen that before. There you go. Uh, I got the Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, are a a decent team, and the Bengals the Bengals are the most the the, the Bengals are um, the Bengals are the guy who only does chest and tries and never does anything else at the gym. Like great looking pecs, great tries. Skinny legs, no calves, no abs, like nothing. That's what the that's what the Bengals are. Great skill position players, a budding, outstanding, young, obviously rookie quarterback, and just atrocity everywhere else on the football field. Defense awful, anonymous, offensive line unspeakable. Well, from a pure matchup standpoint, I know the Jags are uh, a mediocre team at best. But they have a great defensive line, and they have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, that's bad for the Bengals. Like you just said, the lines for the Bengals are a disaster, especially with Geno Atkins and Michael Dunlap out, or Carlos Dunlap, excuse me, out on the defensive line for the Bengals as well. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll pick the Packers game. We'll pick the Seahawks game, and a couple other choice matchups around the league. We'll do it right after this. Hey, sports, you know this, are back. Wild card day three going on right now. You got the NFL in action tonight all weekend long college football go to the silver slipper why well a bunch of reasons how about this for starters 55 televisions you think you're going to get your game on uh yeah you will nba nfl mlb they all the silver slipper has it all for you also drink specials every single day they got 20 kino machines a liquor store pizza there is nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team than at the silver slipper Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and their urge to have a good time. And by the way, the card room is back and open. That's right. Every game's nightly at 7 p.m. You can call or text 333-1500 or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Also, check them out on Facebook. For daily drink specials and up-to-the-date info, it's the Silver Slipper. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Seahawks, Dolphins, Packers, Falcons, Monday Nighter. Let's go. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Have a 
wonderful Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for being with us. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tail and the One is podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. The Two Tail and the One is podcast and uh, listen on your time. It's available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Coulter, we got a couple minutes left here, so I want to jump into some of the, the more interesting games on the docket. Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks. This is a game you will hear right here on ESPN Radio on Sunday. Uh, the Seahawks going to the Miami Dolphins. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites, the Seahawks are, against Miami. Uh, I like this Miami team as Miami teams go. I, You know that I, I have a, a, a big place in my heart for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We share a name, and we share many other things, style, would be one uh in any case uh so they're great uh i shouldn't say that i like them i like them they're not great uh but they did get their first win this last week and the seahawks traveling on the road and the seahawks are struggling defensively like just flat out like even with jamal adams who by the way uh is very much questionable in this game earlier this week Pete carroll said he thought it would be uh unlikely that Jamal Adams will play in this game. If he isn't there, I don't know what you do uh, it, You know, as a Seahawks defense to try and stop Miami. That said, I know for sure there is no way for the Dolphins defense to stop the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks to win this game in an absolute shootout. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored both directions, but I think they, they end up winning this thing. And, and winning it by seven in a shootout is not, you know, that's not crazy. I think that'll happen. Perhaps the most overpaid player in the NFL that no one knows about is Byron Jones. Byron Jones signed a five-year, $83 million contract in the offseason. He's a cornerback. To me, he's a good player. He's nowhere in near the category of Jalen Ramsey or Marlon Humphrey, who signed a huge contract today, or... You know, even Chris Harris for the Chargers. I mean, I don't know. Do you, I mean, Byron Jones is not no Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he's good. He's got upside, but he's not one of these top eight or ten corners in the league type guys to me. And he's questionable entering this game. That's bad for the Dolphins because, as we have seen, I I think T.J. Lockett and excuse me, Tyler Lockett and D.J. Deke, I can't even talk. You'll get there. You'll get there. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are really good individually, but unbelievably complimentary of each other. Mm -hmm. I thought Mike Dugar, our Seahawks insider from the Athletics, said it best. If you put Tyler Lockett with a dude who can can take the top off the defense better than him, that's good for you. Yeah, right. (laughs) And Russ Wilson is, is... Letting it rip right now. I, I I got the Hawks in this one just because I just don't think that the secondary can match up with those receivers. I think that when it comes down to it, say I'll just lure them into a track meet and just let it rip. Monday Night Football, the Atlanta Falcons are in Green Bay. Packers opened as five-and-a-half-point favorites. They are now seven-point favorites. I would take them if they were, I don't know, 15- to 20-point favorites. Yep. Even though Atlanta is scoring as many points as they seem like they want to, they're not scoring enough which is one of the great indictments that you can make of a football team. And they haven't played any. I mean, they played this. Did they play the Seahawks? The Falcons? Yes, they did. For week one. For week one. Week one, they yeah, played. And rushed through for a million yards. But losses to the Cowboys and the Bears, uh, not good. So I, I like the Packers in this spot to uh, cover this thing up. 
I think Adam Gase and Dan Quinn got to win and win now, else they're not going to have a chance to win again because they're going to be out. Dan Quinn should write Adam Gase a letter of thanks because if it wasn't for Adam Gase, all of this would be focused on Dan Quinn. Isn't that the truth? My best bet for this week, yes, San Francisco and Green Bay, this little parlay, either pick the money line or pick the pick up against the number. I think either one, they're going to cover the spread and they're going to win those games. So I just think that there's... San Francisco's playing Philadelphia. They're a seven-point favorite. I think that right now, unrest within your organization is going to be brewed at an even higher level because everybody's so on edge. So many of these guys are having to have limited, if not no, contact with their families. They're getting tested all the time. They're having to travel across the country during a time that's very uncertain for all of us. And so I think that once you get to that moment where there's unrest in your locker room, you don't trust your coaching staff, you're not getting along as a team, it's going to matric- It's going to blow up at a lot higher level, I think, this year than any other year we've ever seen. And to me, you can clearly see in the way that they play the dysfunctionality in the Jets, in the Falcons, in the Eagles. The Eagles are melting down. I don't really know what the explanation is. They still have a bunch of good players. And, and, and not just good players, but like, not divas, not hotheads, not right. guys that are, are bad locker room guys or For whatever. Sure. I mean, you're talking about Jason Kelsey right. and Carson Wentz. But and like the, the 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 distractions and the media coverage is a real thing. Like when the front page of the athletic has a story that's titled Ten Reasons Why the the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl run was a fluke. That kind of stuff starts to manifest itself. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's be clear, there's no such thing. Right. Oh, I totally agree. But yeah, it does. It, it does. I, I, I agree. I'm not as confident, by the way, as you are, though, in this game against San Francisco. Uh, I think Philadelphia, for all the reasons that we said, has a chance to to figure it out and, in fact, likely will at some point get it right. And they're just banged up right now, though, too. I mean, but they're... Dude, I mean, San Francisco's the most, up. San Francisco's a mass unit. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's uh, I mean, actually they're not even a mass unit because half those guys aren't even going to be at the stadium because they're probably sitting in a wheelchair. You're going to be there. I don't know how many guys are going to play in their first ever NFL game for San Francisco, but a lot. Yeah, and they're still very good, especially where they're not banged up as their offensive line, which is really the strength. Yeah, of that they're team. still they're still good on the defensive yep. line even without Nick Bosa. And so I, I think they're going to win this football game, especially the way Philadelphia's going. But I'm not sitting here. Making this my like special special big pick lock. Last one. Yeah. Two terrible teams that should be better than they are. Yeah. Minnesota at Houston. Who do you got? The Texans are four and a half point favorites. This is this is a hard one. You want to know what this hinges on? Hmm. Your boy, Kirk Cousins. If he has take, put me out to pass, if he has a tenable game, which he is very capable of doing, Minnesota won't just cover; they'll win the football game. Um, if Kirk Cousins goes zero point zero zero QBR, which he's also capable of, the Houston's will blow, uh, the Texans will blow him out. So I, I don't know. I would stay far away from this game. It's in Houston again. I don't know that that matters all that much. These are two coaches. The loser of this is going to be on the hot seat. They clearly had some sort of uh, Mike Zimmer. He, he, I got a lot of question marks about Mike Zimmer at this exact moment. Give me, give me Houston, just because you know, go Packers. Boys and girls, have a wonderful Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Two Tell Nuanas ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.